RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. We are live for a Monday night edition. Excited to be back. Excited to connect. Looking forward to finding out what you've been keeping an eye on, as well as uh, sharing with you a lot of articles I got back here in regards to the acceleration of the dollar exodus as more nations uh, look to get out of uh, a dying currency. So looking forward to sharing my thoughts on that as well as getting your take. Welcome to the live stream. My name is Mike, the host, and looking forward to connecting. And any new viewers, feel free to let us know where you're watching from via the chat. We'll love to uh, find out where you're checking in at. And then also when the phone lines are available, 313-462-0027 is the number to call and let your voice be heard. So that we can connect and uh, you know find out what's going on, because once again, the show is designed to be the people's show, and so it's a chance for you to call in and share your two cents. So, all right, hope everyone's doing well. Let me know uh, what's going on out there. Let me know if all the audio is well. Click hit that thumbs up button. Show your support for the channel ahead of time. Hopefully, more people will be notified. And then I want to make sure I encourage people who want to make sure they're notified. At the beginning of the week, I'll send out an email with all the pre-populated uh, tabs for live streams throughout the week. So you'll always have a chance to uh, set a reminder for yourself because you'll be ahead of the game. So if you want to do that, consider uh, joining the email list, which is beneath this video as well. So I'm going to do a little maintenance on my side and then I'll dive into the chat and then I'll jump into all these articles here and share my two cents and just, you know, try to navigate these choppy waters. So Let's do that real quick. So let me put some things on my screen real quick so I can make sure everybody knows where to go and how to stay connected. Give me one second and then we'll be good to go. All righty. So for those that are new to the channel, I'll make sure you know that RethinkingTheDollar.com is where you can find everything. Articles on crypto, gold, silver, you name it is there. And then also at the very bottom, I like to put um, some of the recommendations for things that I, I've watched and then beneath that, the five steps to unplug for the monetary matrix, uh, just practical steps you can take. And the first one is starting off with just testing what areas of weakness you might have in your monetary literacy. So take the 10 step quiz and uh, see where you're at as far as your dollar IQ. That's a good way to start for those that might be new to the program and then move forward accordingly. But ultimately, you know, the important part of all this is to make sure you get your weight up any way necessary. All right, so the next one, during the week on usually on Wednesdays, not this week, but yet Wednesdays we have our Patreon hangout off air. So if you're interested in becoming a member of the Patreon gang and hanging out off air and just basically checking in face-to-face, -face, consider supporting the channel by becoming a member of the Patreon team, you can do that. And then more importantly, where you can find RTD on other platforms. And so here, beneath this video here, social media tab, everywhere RTD is posted, listed, or you name it, we're there. And so the most important ones is probably the email notification if you want to make sure you're notified on YouTube. And then the Discord page is the most popular where everyone gets a chance to check in throughout the day. A lot of the articles I grab come from there, so make sure you check in there. And then also I want to try to make sure people are aware of the Telegram page where I post stuff there as well. So just options for you to stay connected. So that's all beneath us. So, all right, let me check in with the chat real quick, and then we'll dive into some articles and just uh, make this thing work, man. A lot, of, a lot of stuff is happening, man. A lot of stuff is happening. And I, I wanted to do some videos over the weekend, but I, I just did my best to resist. But literally, I'm, I'm in the next 30 days, we're going to see some really earth-shattering things happening in every area, from the political realm to the banking realm to the precious metals realm and possibly the crypto space as well. So it's just, yeah, it's a really exciting times, man. 
lot of exciting times. Okay, so we got the Vutran Tam the okay. We got the Google account <laughs> says been thinking what these billion dollar tech companies pay their staff and if dollar becomes devalued. And if the dollar becomes devalued, ah, Google account. I got great, great thought there. My first thought comes to mind. I wouldn't be surprised if we see more big tech companies jumping on board with paying their employees directly in cryptos. So that's something that I would imagine they would probably want their employees to probably accept. And I can share my you know, th th thoughts on that later as to why I think it's a part of the greater plan, which is unfortunately a booby trap. But anyway, we got Elias Jones. We got a lot of thoughts there. Uh, mass free society. Definitely. Uh, we got no G. We got uh, let me see. Low blood pressure in the building. We got uh, no no native, uh, no term native. Okay, good evening, fam. How you doing? A dude boy in the building. We got Luke. We got checking in. We got Plabo. Uh, okay, we got uh, let me see. Silver fruits. We got Gene. We got DC precise. We got Grandma codes. Okay, Grandma codes. It says where they were from. Uh, let me see. I saw something about. Let me check in with that. Where's our location at? Uh, let me go back. I lost it already. Wow. Okay, got more stuff. Jonah. Richard, okay, we got Faith Parent. All right, so Mike Scott from Corpus Christi, Luke from FEMA 5, Region 5, Bobcat Brand. Okay, Manuel de, de Jesus. All right, so appreciate everybody checking in, man. So I'm looking forward to um, uh, hearing, your, hearing your thoughts as well as uh, getting a little bit of uh, analysis as to what you guys have been paying attention on. All right, so let me dive right in, man. So Oh, okay, so over the weekend, a lot of things happened. A lot of things happened. A lot of things happened. Let's try to let's try to just scan the surface a little bit as best we can. And so we have what's okay. So there's two there's two different stories going on. Okay, there's this no there's a story that is being put in front of us that they want us to see, which I believe is a part of the diversion tactic to have us look here, while probably the more important foundational stuff happens over there. So we got to go back and forth, but yet ultimately. It's what's happening with the leading G7, preferably China and Russia, is the nations that we really should be paying attention to in regards to what they do, not necessarily what the mainstream narrative is saying, because they're telling us, they're steering us down a, a predetermined course, hoping that people forget about what the bigger nations are doing and how they are disrupting things. And of course, it has a lot to do with this, these items right here at the foundation of everything because as you guys can see right here we see what's at the very bottom of this and so the goal is to keep us distracted up here with all these other derivatives as well as financial ious while we don't focus on what at the very tip which of course is silver but yet you see gold so that's that that's that's what they don't want us to focus on and so i got a lot of thoughts to share with that as well okay uh jonah says did trump crash the crypto market today no he did not no, he did not. You know, so once again, I got some thoughts on that. So once, so uh, I'm, let me hold off. I'm gonna hold off. Okay, I'm gonna stop rambling because I got a lot of stuff. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Okay, so uh, reason I titled this video "The Dollar Exodus Accelerates" because everything has been thrown at us rapidly. We've been talking about the acceleration from the dollar. De-dollarization has happened for years. Now is the right time. Why has a lot of has a lot to do with the BIS. It has a lot to do with this whole Jan June June twenty eighth as well as what Russia and China probably have planned. Uh, there was some great information given out uh, by Kinesis Money a video on Thursday or Friday. Got a chance to listen to that. And uh, it looks like Russia has been playing hardball, perhaps with the BIS, therefore causing a little bit of a 
uh, uh, accelerated pace in the 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 the, the disassembling of the monetary system outside of the globalist plan to slowly walk this thing down. So, and then you factor in all that right there in the midst of July 8th being the cyber attack experiment in real time, as I talked about on Friday with Mario. And so you got a 30 day window of a lot of stuff that can happen. And it's all subject to whether or not China and Russia probably cooperates or not. If they don't cooperate, they're going they're not the US, the globalists, those that are trying to orchestrate this, they're not gonna sit by and just let their plans be derailed. They're gonna probably pull the plug on some things. Hence the idea of ransomware attacks that the Department of Justice could tells us that we should be aware of this summer. So yes, yeah, it's, it's gonna be a lot of fireworks this summer. So anyway, let me jump, jump right in. First article here, and this is what caught my attention. And I <laughs> and I tweeted this earlier today, you know, first thing in the morning when I saw it. And then Max Kaiser, <laughs> he he retweeted it, and so it ended up getting you know all types of retweets and all types of you know activity off this uh, post that I put out on Twitter. But then I'll, I'll share with you what Max what Max Kaiser you know responded with this post. But what caught my attention is Russia slashes dollar and euro from reserves in favor of gold and the yuan. And I'm thinking like, hmm. You have all these nations running from fiat currencies because of them all having been weaponized at the same time. But for whatever reason, RT chose to use the narrative Russia favors gold and yuan. So the first thing that came to my mind is, wow, they're dumping dollars. They're, you know, supposedly, you know, limiting their exposure to euros and beyond the yen, the euro, the yuan and the dollar. And, you know, some other stuff probably sprinkled in there in the SDR, of course. That's the bulk of the majority of reserves for nations. So why are they actually, you know, we know why they're getting rid of dollars because of the sanctions and everything else. And I got some stuff here where, you know, it looks like Putin and Biden might be meeting this week. So we'll see what comes from that. But just, you know, thumbing through this real briefly, just this alone caught my attention because it's interesting how it gives it gives them some percentages of how. Russia, the Bank of Russia has basically in their like 2020 report, they've been reducing their euros, dollars and pounds in favor of gold, the yuan, as well as other currencies. And so it gives some percentages here, but it says at the same time, Russia's gold reserves surge to 23.3% from 19.5 a year earlier. Once again, these numbers are fake, in my opinion. These are just what they want the mainstream narrative to be, that they are sitting on a little bit of weight. But believe me, they've been getting their weight up for the last 20 years. I've been keeping a close eye on it. And of course, we don't know what their real weight is. But yet, this number here is nowhere near correct. And it says the Chinese currency also saw a boost with the yuan holdings growing to 12.8%. And so, First thing that came to mind is, is Russia signaling that they are okay with holding yuans for multiple reasons, of course, over dollars, over euros, and cannot have anything to do with them probably letting a little bit of, of the cat out the bag and saying that, hey, I would rather hold gold and the yuan, perhaps, because the yuan, according to what we're probably working on this side of the planet, in the days ahead will be redeemable for gold. So it's good to say it won't hurt to have a little bit of yuan in our reserves because we know, according to what we're working out because of this next world order that we're trying to you know, get away from and create our own, that the yuan will be just as good as gold. And so it's probably a little bit far-fetched, but yet at this current moment, we're living in the monetary twilight zone. So anything is, anything is possible. And the fact that I've been 
record. I've been talking about it heavily. Let me go to the next article. And so, no, this is not the right article. Let me give me one second here. And so the fact that Russia and China starting in 2014 in, in the midst of all their other negotiations that they've been putting in place, oil exchange, currency swaps, They've been very supportive. They've been buddy buddy because they're they're right next door to each other. They're above. They're one. They're right then and there. And you have the future being planned out for the Belt and Road Initiative. So, since I've been talking about the Russian China currency swaps, I'm thinking like, why would you want to be holding someone else's liabilities unless you know they were going to be good for it in the future? And that's why I really believe that the Chinese you want at some point when the U.S. is ready to turn over their final ounce of gold from wherever they can confiscate it from whatever nation around the planet and send it towards China, then at that point, it's going to be time to hit on, cut on a switch, and that's all she wrote for the dollar. But yet the yuan will probably still be good because China, of course, is sitting on the largest stash you know, of unknown, unrecorded gold. A lot of people say about 20,000 or so tons. We'll see, hopefully. But China has been doing currency swaps with maybe I forgot the number, but say 20, 30, maybe 40 different nations, every nation that does business with China, they've worked on some type of an agreement to where they no longer really needed to use a dollar because they can use their own currencies with one another. And I'd assume you would come into an agreement where that at some point we're not going to have to just rely upon confidence in these paper units. You can actually probably do some things with gold at some point. So, I expect that to be something that will probably be rolled out real soon. And then to play into that even more, I want to touch on this video right here, um, which is which put out there on the 4th of last week, got 37,000 views. And it talks about the BIS caves to Russia's gold buying pressure, a huge impact on gold and silver. And so this is all about the you know June 28th event. But just give you, for those that might not be familiar with this, just give you a little bit as to what this is about briefly towards the end. Uh, he talks about how Hugo Salinas price and actually I tried to look up, I tried to pull up the article, but for some reason the article is not pulling up. But if you go to plata.com.mx, you can actually, let me actually, so I'll try it. But anyway, so Hugo Salinas price wrote a letter to, um, to, to the gentleman speaking here about how he thinks that, uh, Russia and China, have been working strategically behind closed doors, of course, to basically speed up or to basically threaten the BIS that they're not going to cooperate in accordance to their timeline of trying to, you know, undo the unallocated gold and all that manipulation with the cunt when it comes to price of gold. They really want to get to the nitty gritty of things. And basically they threaten to do some things on their own. And so it goes back to April 6th or so when Russia and Russia, Putin mentioned that he was going to make some announcements towards the end of April, I think it was April 21st, if I'm not mistaken, that would basically show signs or issue in the new era. Uh, there will be a politically earth, you know, type of event. And so, so, so people suspected that that would have been him basically saying that China and Russia were probably going to do something with gold. Of course, nothing came about as far as that, that, that discussion or that information. But in that video that I'm referring to, the, the talk was that, there was a possibility that they were anticipating on that day, February 4th, the 4th, 
the 21st of April, some earth shattering news in regards to gold being implemented back into Russia and China, basically saying that we're going to now back our currencies with gold. Show us your vaults and let's get this party started. But nothing happened. And since then, there's been a little bit of a more of a cooperative nature of the BIS allowing uh, Russia and China to probably have a little bit more say in the things going forward, because at any moment, Russia and China, because they are probably sitting on the most gold in their vaults, they should have more of a say as to what goes on as opposed to the BIS, which is a Western uh, hemisphere uh, entity calling all the shots. So from that, that pretty much put things at a, at a different nature to, to where I believe that as a part of this BIS situation, a lot of people think on June 28th, things are going to unravel. My personal opinion is that it's a possibility that it can unravel, but it's all predicated on the, the, the banks themselves being exposed for all the criminality that they've been involved in for the, for, for ages. And in particular, the two big to fail banks and on this side of the country of the world, rather that are involved in our, a part of the, um, the the shorting apparatuses that has kept the price down significantly. And so to keep moving forward, if this BIS situation goes through, the gold it has some fluctuations and the prices, price gets out of hand, silver gets out of hand, they lose control of this narrative. I anticipate two weeks after that with that uh, World Economic Forum cyber attack drill, that a drill will probably end up being real. Therefore, the banking system probably being taken offline to prevent the the actual outright um, realization by the public that things are going belly up. They'll say it's, it was a cyber event that took place over by Russia or China, and that'll be signs for some type of military conflict, unfortunately. So that's kind of how, you know, we're walking on fragile territory right here because any, any wrong narrative could probably spin off some type of, escalation of military conflict or something like that so um so anyways i got a lot of that off my chest but there's a lot more to it i didn't mention but you guys get the gist of it. but anyway let's get back to these articles real quick then i'll open the phone lines um so here's more into that uh meeting from this week so putin warns u.s may regret using the dollar as sanctions weapon and so this this is ahead of their meeting coming up this week supposedly but it says russia has to adopt another payment method because the u.s quote uses its national currency for various kinds of sanctions. And so uh, this is what, what Putin said last Friday, quote, we, do, we don't do this deliberately, but we are forced to do it, which means they're getting rid of their dollar-denominated assets. Then it goes on to say here, Putin said, why do the U.S. political authorities do this? They, they're sawing the branch on which they sit. They're sawing the branch on which they sit, which means that lets me know that we're, you know, we, meaning the you know, Western Hemisphere, the powers that be in this country here and overseeing the Federal Reserve currency, they are basically sawing the force, you know, removing the rug from under ourselves. Basically, they're destroying our own the currency along with whatever comes with that. So basically, they, you know, and it's good to say that Putin's not going to sit around and watch us or watch the globalists try to really derail everything that uh, they have done over in that region because they got a backup plan, I'm sure. Then it says here, Putin spoke a, a day after Russia announced it will eliminate the dollar from its oil fund to reduce vulnerability to sanctions. And so this is just more of a reason why the exodus continues. And then you factor in 
we have a, a, the door opener here. El Salvador looks to become the world's first country to adopt Bitcoin as legal current, legal tender. And so I'm happy to see the word legal tender because that's what we're going to hear about here probably by the end of this year when it comes to the Federal Reserve looking for con con congressional approval on the CBDC. They're going to have to tweak the legal tender laws in this land as well. But El Salvador, uh, this took place over the weekend at the Bitcoin conference, give or take. It drew a lot of fanfare. A lot of maximalists uh, are excited about this. And of course, the, for those that know my stance, I'm um, I'm, I'm skeptical of all of this because, as I've mentioned before, you can't pull off a digital heist without having something enticing in front of people. And, of course, this gets a lot of people excited. But then again, uh, we'll find out what plays into this. But El Salvador is a very small country. So I'm going to share with you my concerns with this and my further play into my skepticism is the fact that El Salvador is a very small country. Uh, and every country outside of the G7, for the most part, all the political figures in play from El Salvador to everywhere in the Central American region, give or take Nicaragua, give or take Venezuela, all the people that's, are, that's in power are puppets. Now, every single entity, in my personal opinion, I, you know, I don't have facts to validate this, but based upon how a lot of the people come into power, they take on the same mindset as the globalists of basically allowing foreign entities to come in and basically just rob their own people. And they do it all in the in the interest of the two big to fail banks, as well as the central bankers and all the oligarchy families. And so the El Salvador president he's a younger guy. And this is him. Uh, I actually, you know, I, I follow El Salvador a little bit, I, you know, like literally <laughs> last year before uh, the country shut down. I, you know, I literally had some tickets scheduled to fly to El Salvador to, to get a chance to see what it's like there, but didn't get a chance to go. So I do like the country of El Salvador. I've never been there, but I like, the, you know, been everywhere around it and was looking forward to going there. But I realized this guy here, as I've watched him come into power, he's trying to rebrand El Salvador, which is a good thing. But yet he's he's talking about using Bitcoin at a time where, you know, of course, Russia and China is real big on gold and they are not doing anything with Bitcoin just yet. And this plays into the, the tweet Max Kaiser mentioned earlier, where he said that uh, he said that China, not China, but Russia is going to be adding the Bitcoin to their balance sheet as well. I thought that was quite funny, but, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. So ultimately, we'll find out how real Bitcoin is as, as time moves forward. And so once again, I'm open to seeing if it works or if it doesn't. OK, but anyway, so El Salvador, to my in my personal opinion, the president is a puppet. Um, Nahib Bukele, if I'm not from prime butchering that, but to me, I don't think he's, you know, truly he's probably putting out the front. He's operating in the best interest of his interest of his country. But once again, El Salvador uses the dollar. So that's something that we'll see how the U.S. responds. If the U.S. does nothing about it, then it leads me to wonder what exactly they're, they're, if they're not concerned that obviously it's part of a, a plan that's strategically being done to excite the masses, but also further the globalist agenda towards digitizing everything anyway. So it'll be a win win for them. But then again, you got to realize here's another article here that, you know, China, you know, has a very, very strong holding in the last five or six years in that region. And when you see China and El Salvador, this just this picture alone lets me know that, uh, you know, could he be a Western puppet? Could he be an Eastern puppet? El Salvador is a very small nation and most of the citizens have already fled the nation and they're a dollar dollar dependent nation. So he, this president here, he's on somebody's side who will find out. 
And of course, we know China has a heavy stash of the Bitcoin mining rigs, which happen to be in the pathway of the Three Gorge Dam, which is probably going to burst any minute, flooding out a lot of the miners and therefore probably causing some issues with Bitcoin in the future. <laughs> so we'll see how that plays out. But once again, you know, this president here, it's, it's a noble cause. But why not? Why not throw out something that will be really strategically disruptive and saying something of the around the lines of we're going to make gold and silver legal tender and Bitcoin. So just the fact he goes right to Bitcoin and trying to entice a lot of the young technology entrepreneurs. Cool. But if you wanted to really secure your country, why not do it both ways? Why not make both of them work to show that you are for real? Because as of right now, it is impossible for any country other than Russia and China to use the words gold and silver, legal tender, backed currencies without the U.S. definitely coming in because that's not they don't want to go backwards towards gold and silver. Remember, they want to go forward and forward takes us towards the digital distraction. So just to show you where, what I'm talking about here, you know, we look at our history here, gold and silver and then came back paper currency. So they don't want to go backwards. They want to keep it solely in the digital realm. Because that's where we've been all along. Just to show you what, we're, what I'm talking about here, we've had, we've had electronic currency predominantly for the last decade, 20, I'm sorry, 20, 30 years. And now the last remaining purchasing power is 2% of paper is what they're trying to get rid of with this reinvention or rebranding of currency. So don't be deceived, my people. But anyway, keep it moving. Uh, I want to talk about this G7 situation. So uh, G7 nations reached a historic deal on the global tax reform. And so when I heard about this, I'm thinking like global tax reform. Hold on. I'm like, there is no global tax reform. Like, how do you reform something that never was like? So somebody let me know if I'm wrong. But to my knowledge, I was never aware of a unified global tax structure where all nations or the leading nations had agreed upon other than within the last five months of this current administration and the corporate global corporate tax being thrown out there in january or so as a solution to help equality make things fair or whatever it is but yet now we have g7 nations reach a historic deal give you a little bit of this here share my two cents on it under the agreement g7 nations will back g7 nations will back a minimum corporate tax corporate tax of at, at least seven fifteen percent uk finance minister which the reforms will uh, affect the largest companies in the world with profit margins of at least 10%. Okay, let me think about that. To my knowledge, there had never been a global tax structure of any kind. We have these extreme liberalists slash, you know, glorified globalists that are trying to take over the world and usher in the world one world currency and world one world government. Talking about a global. Anytime it's about universal or global, we're all one, we're all equal. We are overall because we're all humans, but yet our cultures, our countries, our boundaries, our morals, our values are not all the same. But they want to alleviate that as well as the borders and make us all one people under control of one government at some point. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. But anyway, there's never been a global tax system, period. Now they're introducing this as a way to make it more fair. But then again, they're talking about taxing the big, big you know, the big corporations, which happen to be the too big to fail companies now which are the fang stock companies that are all the entertainment and big tech companies and soon to be pharmaceutical companies but they're taxing them and to let you know how bogus this is and how false this is and how this is a this is a sham right happening before us 
who wants to be taxed? It will be the question, A. But then when you have the big tech companies supporting a global tax, but want digital services levies axed. So they're okay with being taxed globally, but then they don't want to have their, you know, profits within different regions done at a different rate and stuff like that. But yet, whenever a big company is supportive of being taxed, that lets me know that they don't pay taxes already. So who will pay those taxes? Oh, how about the users of their services? How about the people who are employed there? Things like that. Global taxation is the new world orders version of an income tax. It starts off at the corporate level, but then it ultimately works its way down to the bottom tier, which happen to be the employees. And so this is a booby trap. It's a setup to the T. But yet, once again, it's going to get pushed through at some point just because all governments are all on board with this building back better, taking advantage of the current situation. So give you an idea what's going on here. It says, uh, if finalized, it would represent a significant development in global taxation. Members of the G7, which include Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, UK, and US, will convene for a summit in Cornwall, UK next week. And then the thing is, if those seven nations, if those seven nations are in agreement, give or take, everything works out well, an agreement among this group would provide needed momentum for a upcoming talks planned with 135 countries in Paris. So basically, the big seven nations would then determine the final outlines of what it looks like. And then all other country, countries, 135 plus, will have to jump on board. It says, we commit to reaching an equitable solution on the allocation of taxing rights with market countries awarded taxing rights at least 20% of profit exceeding 10% margin for the largest, most profitable companies. And then, of course, we have sellout yelling. That global minimum tax would end the race to bottom and would end would end the race to the bottom in corporate taxation and ensure fairness for the middle class. What in the hell does corporate tax got to do with the fairness of the middle class? Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll let that slide. And working people in the U.S. and around the world. So how can more tax make things fair? I'm gonna turn the channel anyway. So let's keep it moving. What else you got? I got more stuff here. And I'm going to stop ranting open the phone line. So once again, here's something else, which this lady is just killing me. Higher interest rates would be good for the country's uh, Treasury Secretary Yellen says. Higher interest rates. You know what that would do to our country all out? So they are literally trying to destroy everything. Or she's just talking out her you know what I, and I'm talking about. Because of course, the U.S. can't afford to have higher interest rates because that's right there would be the last hoorah to this whole scam of a debt-based Ponzi system. But Jenny Yellen is literally working for, she's a traitor. She's working for the enemies. It says, if we ended up with a slightly higher interest rate environment, it would actually be a plus for society, uh, society's point of view and the Fed's point of view. So she's saying it would be a plus. How? Higher interest rates could help savers because the Federal Reserve and the banking system might actually start paying people for borrowing their currency in deposits, but that'll never happen because it'll just hurt the banks itself. So she says, we've been fighting inflation that's too low with interest rates that are too low for a, over a decade. Right. It's too low because the ways you the way you measure it and calculate it is 100 percent off. OK, so I'm going to stop ranting, but I got a couple more articles here. I can't let it stop. El Salvador means the Messiah. Finney. OK, I didn't know that one. And so what is and what is that? 
give me what what is that in Spanish or what what uh, what dialect is that, my friend? Let me know. I'm curious. All right, so I got a couple more articles here, and what, what better one to end with than I'll stop my ranting? But what better one to end with than this right here? And so, <laughs> and this is a 43 minute, 43 second clip. But within this clip, I pulled out two things that we should be uh, sketchy about. So I'm going to actually play this so you guys can hear it. And, of course, if you've been paying attention to the news today, you know what I'm talking about. But let me actually just play this so you guys can hear. He was asked a question. I think it's high. So he was, watch this, listen to this. At this moment, to the stock of Bitcoin, do you invest in question? You don't like Bitcoin? You wouldn't invest in Bitcoin? Do you invest in the stock market at this moment? So not at this moment. I think it's high. Uh, so I have not. All right. Stop right there. Donald Trump said he doesn't invest in the stock market because he said it's high. For the last three and a half, four years, he ran upon people's portfolios doing extremely well. I have more than enough. All those rallies when he went on a tour for the last umpteen months saying, the stock market is up. Don't you feel wealthier? It's good for the working class, the middle class. They're richer. They're getting richer. All that stuff like that. And so he prided himself on the stock market at all time highs. Remember that? But yet right now the stock market is too high for him to invest in. So he has preached one thing, but yet from an investing standpoint, based upon people who actually know you don't get in at the top of something, He's saying it's too high. So what is he waiting on for it to correct? More than likely, if he's even telling the truth there. But let me give you an idea as to what I'm referring to here. So the all-time stock market high under his watch happened to be when he left office, give or take the 20th or whatever day it was. You're on this time right here. So the Dow Jones was already at 30. We got up to 31,000 under his watch, and he preached how great of an economy we had because we had an all-time stock high. He lived and died on the uh, – he rode with the stock market being at all-time highs. And here it is five months after the fact. It's only up 4,000 points more for a roughly all-time high. But this guy just said that the stock market is too high. He's not investing in it right now. So that's something that people should think about. Like he's a puppet as well. He's saying what he was told to say, doing what he's supposed to do. But people still think he's coming back to save us type of stuff. And it's not. It's, it's, come on now. Not I'll finish this right. At this moment. I have in the past, but I have not at this moment. I think it's high. Uh, Bitcoin, it I just seems like a scam. Uh, I was surprised. You know, with us, it was at 6,000 and uh, much lower. Uh, I don't like it because it's another currency competing against the dollar. Essentially, it's a currency competing against the dollar. I want the dollar to be the currency of the world. That's what I've always said. All right. So Bitcoin is a scam. Under his watch is about $6,000. And uh, it's a currency of type. But yet, you know, it's, it's suspect. And then he wants the dollar to remain the reserve currency of the world. And so everybody, not everybody, but majority of the people who know I've been paying attention. Donald Trump is a gold bug. He's a gold bug to the core. Look at Trump Tower. Everything that he does in his office, everything was gold. And so he wants the dollar. Even his old tweets back in the day before he got deleted, he was talking about they're destroying the dollar. You know, he even threw out some stuff about gold. I share articles in the past about gold. But yet he wants the dollar to remain uh, the world reserve currency. So this guy is just full of just hot air. But yet 
you know, it is what it is. We all know what what's going on. And so the dollar can't remain because everybody's running from the dollar at the same time. This whole precious metals meltdown is going to occur. As a result of that, the banks are going to be in a lot of trouble. So therefore, the, the, the possibility of a cyber attack happening is going to be very likely because they need some type of ultimate distraction um, to make sure that people know why all their digital funds inside of uh, their bank accounts were lost. And so let me actually share something with you. I'm OK. I'm going to stop ranting because I, I can go on and on and on. All right. So let's talk. Let me open the phone line. <laughs> Let's talk. Give me a call. I missed a couple calls, but I had to get my little rant out. But give me a call. Let me know your thoughts. I, sh- I covered all types of stuff and share my two cents, but I want to hear yours. So give me a call. Phone lines are open. Let's talk. Let me check in with the chat real quick, and then we'll keep moving. But, yeah, it's just this stuff. Just can't make this stuff up, man. You just can't make this stuff up. This is real. Like, you can't know. You can't. It's the thing. You We can't trust anybody's opinions, thoughts, or ideas in this alternative reality they're trying to position in front of us. The best thing, in my personal opinion, to to the best line of sanity, the best point of sanity is just to look back throughout history and see what has worked in times of extreme, harsh, inflationary times. And even in that same Bitcoin spiel, Trump mentioned about inflation. He was saying that we're expecting inflation at highs like we haven't seen since the 70s. He even mentioned like, hey, you remember when we were in the 70s, inflation was high. I'm thinking like, okay, so if he's expecting expecting inflation similar to the 70s, what did good in the 70s? Didn't gold and silver do quite well, as well as probably some other things for, you know, for those that are in tune. I mean, mining stocks probably did well, stuff like that. But we know what happened with gold and silver. And so if the president's concerned with inflation, you know, if he was real and if he really wanted to disrupt some things and really wanted to you know use this so like literally it's just the fact he's talking about coming out and doing some tours and doing some traveling and stuff like that he's gonna say the same thing he's gonna brag about his economy that's being destroyed by this current administration but he'll never really give people real solutions to the problems he'll never say that he'll probably say jerome powell no he can't do it now because he did that earlier that's 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 played he'll probably say janet yellow jerome powell you know Biden. he'll just dog them but he's not going to say how to protect yourself from them. How do you protect yourself from those people who are destroying our national currencies? You know, one of the best ways, the most sound ways of doing it is simply doing what was done prior to the decoupling of gold and silver as money. Just basically just protect yourself by holding a little bit of stuff right over there. And then if you choose to, you know, as a speculative type of opportunity, you know, you can go there as well and just see where things play out at. But Trump would never say nothing like that. He'll never say, you know, get gold, get silver. You know, even though I was talking to, to somebody earlier and they were saying that, you know, he tweeted something in, in, in I think it's 2016 or something like that when silver bottomed at 1650 or something like that. And Trump was tweeted was, you know, was he tweeted something about silver and how important it was. So it's good to say he, him and his family, they're not sitting on, you know, like a lot of junk. They're sitting on true sound money, in my opinion. So, but yet, of course, you'll never hear that from his mouth. But yet, everyone here paying attention, you, you kind of know what's up. You know what's going on. No G says Bitcoin is solution to all the world. Um, no G, I, I, I once again, everybody has their preferred medium of exchange and item that they would like to uh, ride out through this monetary reset. Me personally, I just think that. The whole digital space is a part of the plan because that's where they want to take us. I, I'm not confident in 
a openly visible coin, regardless of you know if Taproot is coming or not or whatever. If people really, if nations wanted to really to be, if nations really want to be disruptive, why not buck the horse and just say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, why not make a privacy coin a legal tender? Like literally, like why not do something that really goes against the grain completely and show the people that you know you are for real, as opposed to just playing into what I believe is a part of the agenda overall. So that's just me. But anyway, let's take this call real quick. Hello, Carl. Where are you calling from? Hello, hey, Mike. Hey there. Casey calling from Fort Worth, Texas. Hi there. What's, what's, who's this again? This is uh, Casey calling from Fort Worth, Texas. Casey, how you doing, my friend? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, quite a few things. Um, one, I kind of wanted to call you, let you know at my work, there's some stuff that's kind of a, uh, it's kind of a uh, making me, making me pay attention a little bit more. Uh, Normally, we uh, have a bunch of pallets of wood in the back, and mm-hmm. we usually have anywhere from 600 to 1,000, and um, and now we only have about 400 of them, and I asked my boss about it, and he said it's because um, it's because of the lumber shortage, and it, they're, now they're getting the cheaper stuff, and uh, I think uh, a lot of stuff is starting, you know, the cyber polygon and all that stuff that's mm-hmm. happening in July, and, uh, yeah. and I think, you know, the system's beginning to dry up, and a lot of stuff is uh, starting to happen, and... Um, yeah, and yeah, things are getting things are getting kind of spooky. What do you think? Uh, I agree, hundred percent. And I, I think uh, you know everything is designed to come to a head probably this summer because we got so many things. We got the UFO stuff. We got the banking stuff. We have student loans are coming due starting this summer, and so they're letting they're letting all that other stuff expire. The moratoriums and forbearance stuff expire this summer, so. You name it, you know. So what's not about to, you know, just really cause some problems. So I think it's by design, man. I think it's by design, and it doesn't surprise me at all that it's happening right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting interesting, and uh, like we're just waiting for the summer. And um, anyways, man, I'll give you a call and let you know what's going on. Appreciate you, my man. Be good. That's interesting, man. So he said that pallets in the back is are disappearing, which means they're basically taking that wood and turning it into uh, a wood for um, wood for sale. More than like, okay. So here's something else is what just came to mind. So as I mentioned last week, you know, Department of Justice discusses many uh, May Matt ransomware attack on Colonial Pipeline. Okay, this is let me get some. Okay, let me one second. This is the wrong article here. Let's take another call real quick. Let me. Oops. Give me a call back. I apologize because I'm trying to figure this. I got a, my, my phone system is acting up on me. But give me a call back. I'll get you on here. Okay, so I had a, I got some more thoughts I want to share. Man, some more articles I want to touch on. Um, shoot. Okay, give me a call because I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I apologize for that. Give me another call. We we get you on here, man. Man, jeez, I'm all I'm everywhere tonight. I am everywhere tonight. <laughs> All right, let me get this call here. Hello, caller. What's name we calling from? Mike, what's going on, man? It's Cook Up from Chicago. How you doing, my man? What's going on with you? I'm all right, man. All right, so Mike, man, just been here listening to you, man. Just listening to all the, the weekly news updates, man. Bitcoin conference, they all that they released all that stuff. I didn't go out there because I just stacked some sats with the money, but <laughs> you know, man, 
all this stuff coincides, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every. I mean, honestly, like, like I, I hear what you're saying. That's why, I mean, I, we're on the same wavelength to mm-hmm. a certain extent, man. Mm-hmm. When it comes to as far as all they getting ready to release all this stuff on the extraterrestrials. Yeah. Right. We we have this money system falling. Right. Mm-hmm. We have just we have this, this Corona. I mean, everything coincides, man. Yeah. And you know, and I, you know, I, I like to, you know. Some things are factual, some things are actual, mm-hmm. and sometimes you gotta go with your imagination. Sometimes, and yeah. so I, you know, this dude, this dude Cliff High, man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the woo woo guy, man, he's interesting dude. But man, you know, I tell you what, I've been looking at, I've been, I've been collecting reports for some years now, man. He uh-huh. and he misses. I tell you what, but he said something, man, and he has something out right now where he says, like, man, and about. You know, because the government's falling. I mean, mm-hmm. right now we're at a point where I mean everything's going to re- get ready to the to the expire. Yeah. You know, what I mean, he said something that I didn't even know. The IRS is a private a private corporation in yeah. Puerto Rico. I didn't even know that, I, but I had to research it. It's true. Yeah. So again, everything's getting ready to break down, man. One of the things he said, man, I just I just you know if I could just tell the callers, man, everybody, the listeners, man, that vaccine. He says he thinks that it's going to be a catalyst mm-hmm. as far as why people turn it back from the government because again they're pushing this pushing this pushing this they got you know and and if people start to die mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe like a, there's a, a lag effect maybe a year or two three years and people that's gonna be crazy yeah yeah i i, I agree <laughs> you know? i agree and i actually I, I watch it as well so uh it, it definitely some stuff to get me it gets me it keeps me it keeps me on edge because it's it's far it's like that woo woo's far out there stuff, but it, I mean he's been right more than not. So it's like okay, I'll, I'll continue to listen because as of now, the stuff they're throwing at us, none of it makes sense on the surface. So the fact that they're talking about UFOs heavily nowadays lets us know that they have something planned with that as well. So um, yeah, <laughs> we, we live in a very interesting times, ex- exciting times. I might add, man. I'm excited to see how this plays out, man, because this that's what it boils down to the faith aspect of trusting God, trusting that none of this is by surprise to him. It's just, you know, I'm learning along the way, but it, it, I'm going I'm to make it an enjoyable experience however I can, man. <laughs> but, exactly. But he also says this, too, and I'm going to leave with this, man. Yeah. I'm get off, get on, get somebody else get on, man. But yeah. he said, man, we'll get to a point with Bitcoin. I know how you feel about it, Mike. Mm-hmm. I understand, man. It is what it is. Yeah. Hopefully you start to upgrade that thought process a mm-hmm. little bit, man. Yeah. But at the same time, he said, gonna be a point where man the countries go to the people with the bitcoin and say man let me, can, I, can i have a bitcoin so that i can settle this mm-hmm. debt with yeah. the other country have one you know what i mean yeah and if it gets to that point where again sovereign money man mm-hmm. and people have they have to come and ask people with yeah. money like michael saley when you stacking up yeah. can i get one or two dude that's gonna change the game man yeah but yeah. Man, we'll, we'll see man but mike man i appreciate you man appreciate yeah, you man keep on keeping on we're gonna I figure will. it out be good be good all right, so appreciate those thoughts. Um, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you know, I, okay, so I am not anti blockchain. I am not anti digital asset space. I'm not anti cryptography. I am not anti. I just don't position myself as it's the answer to disrupting the globally systemic important banks because they stand to benefit from this as well because they are the they're funding all this with, you know, paper dollars, like all the Novogratz and these people from MIT, <laughs> all this stuff somehow, some way came through MIT, you know, like the dollar project is coming through MIT. Michael Saylor's an MIT graduate. You got, you know, I wouldn't doubt whoever the Satoshi group is, that's MIT. So 
it's where they want us to be. That's where my concern is. Take advantage of it, profit off of it, do what you got to do with it, sure. But why are they not wanting us to go back to this as a store of value is my concern. So I want to make sure I encourage people to do what has historically been proven to be something that can protect and preserve and then then speculate. But don't use cryptocurrencies or Bitcoin as if it is the answer. Like, that's my thing. Like, we're putting your confidence and faith in computer code as if like it has the same properties of chemical elements from the earth that's been here quite a long time. You know what I'm saying? So that's all, man. I'm not, I'm not an anti big time, big Bitcoin guy. I, you know, I, I speculate my, I speculated in myself. So it's not like I'm up here saying, don't, don't, don't go this route. Don't go this route. Cause it's dangerous. No, use it to your advantage. Don't let it use you is what I'm saying. Anyway, I'm ranting too much. Give me a call. Let's talk. Um, and then, okay. So, Okay, they got man, I got so many thoughts in my mind. I mean, man, I got so much going on. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? What's going on, Mike? This is Wayne calling from the Midwest. What's going on? Wayne from Midwest. I'm good, man. How you doing? Pretty good. I was listening to the show tonight. Thought I'd give my little two cents. Go ahead, man. Okay. Yeah. Mike, this is what I got. This is what I got for you. I don't think that the um, supply chain mm-hmm. is, there's a shortage of supply. I said this on your show before. Yeah. I don't think there's a shortage of supply. I think the suppliers don't want to settle in dollars that could be because a, it's devaluating. Okay. Because why would? Because I read a report that there's plenty of lumber on the yard, like good lumber on the yard. So they're probably getting rid of the bad stuff, but they don't want to use the good stuff because mm-hmm. they don't want to settle in dollars. And also remember, mm-hmm. I've always been saying, I think that BTC. That's a form of an SDR. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's that, that that's that's low key, is in my opinion. That's a low is it's starting now you starting to see it's starting to act like an SDR. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Think about it. Yeah, it's yeah. It's acting it, just like an SDR. Yeah. <laughs> and it's because it, nobody it's, it's, right, yeah, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, no, I'll say I say like with this El Salvador and then also um, Panama's talking about doing it now, and Paraguay's talking about doing it now. So a lot of the Latin American, South American co- countries, where they have pre, pre-planned, pre-established puppets, there they're going to be jumping on board as well with this. So it's it, it's it's it was it's inevitable though. Like we all saw this coming a long time ago. Like this was all a part of the whole push for adoption. Government's going to have to do it. You know, citizens going to do it. Banks going to do it. Everybody, mama going to do it. Okay, yeah. But what about gold and silver? Like China and Russia have been talking about gold on the sly forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, will they be jumping on board too? That's so. If China and Russia makes Bitcoin legal tender, then I'll be like, okay, well maybe it is like some real disruptive stuff. You know what I'm saying? But until that happens, I, all these puppet, all these puppet countries, man. I, yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, because I remember a couple few months back, Janet mm-hmm. Yellen came out and was talking about SDR in that meeting. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, yeah, it was Jenna Yellen. Yeah, and then like the next day, China quickly reversed, mm-hmm. quickly reversed their position on Bitcoin. Remember that that happened this year. Yeah. yeah, China, China quickly reversed and started talking good about Bitcoin. I'm telling you, this is a low key SDR. That's that's the total plan. It's a low key SDR. It's it's. I've been saying it. I've been saying it for some months now on your show. I've yeah. been saying it for some months on show. Now it's starting to act like. Now it's starting to act like the SDR because 
which comp which countries are going to do are going to jump on the SDR first? It's going to be the poorer countries. Yeah, they're going to need that <laughs> SDR first. Yeah. So what you're seeing is people are starting to um, the supply chain. They're like, listen, man, y'all giving people a thousand dollars. I mean, month money every single month. Yeah. <laughs> y'all give them five and six five and six stimulus check. Listen, yeah. I don't want to put my supply on a market on a devalued dollar. Yeah. I'll take my chances. I'll just put supply on the market as I need to stay afloat, to operate, yeah. to operate my business in a dollar, yeah. in a devaluating and, dollar. And then also, that's what's going on. I'm yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on that. And then also, if you're one of those, if you're a publicly traded company, more than likely you got access to funds from the banking sector or from any of those government, the corp, Federal Reserve was probably bought some of your corporate debt anyway. So you don't really necessarily need to profit from your actual sale of your items you can sit on your you can sit on your items so think about this here's something as well i actually posted an article on a blog talking about how the federal reserve by you know allowing the uh interest rate on excess reserves to basically they they're paying more for the banks to hold the funds than they would actually make by allowing themselves to lend some of those funds out and so basically the federal reserve have been basically doing all this for the banking sector itself to where it wouldn't surprise me as if uh, if the banks are utilizing all this process here and profiting off of it just in some way or another. You know what I'm saying? Like I had another thought, but I just lost it damn that quick. <laughs> no, no, no. I agree with you on that. And this is the reason why I agree with you on that because I was because I was telling I was telling a friend of mine I was like, listen, that AMC, that Bitcoin, all that red stuff, mm -hmm. all that. There's no. They're not. The banks are profiting. They're not. They're not doing that. That's not organic. I don't no. believe any of this stuff is organic. Like yeah. it's it's the behind all this because if it was organic, the banking system would not be afloat. I'm telling you, this is in the cards. It's like they're disguised. And there's window dressing. That's all I got to say, Mike. Yeah. It's just hey. a bunch of window dressing. That's Appreciate all. you, man. Thanks Take for calling in. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Bye. Um. Yeah, man. A lot of good, a lot, a lot of good, a lot of good wisdom in there. I think so. Yeah, the deliberate holding back of supply makes sense. And then also, as I was trying to get at that, big the big corporations because they're being they're being provided funding, especially when the Federal Reserve got in and started buying corporate bonds. Like who the hell? Like a lot of the corporations were not actually having issues, but yet Federal Reserve came in and buying their debt. Like I think Apple. You know, companies that are very profitable, regardless of the you know shutdown, where it was coming in selling stuff. So those funds right there were, was an incentive. Say, hey, don't sell. We'll 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 provide these funds for. We'll buy your debt. We'll put you know we'll put some currency in your bank account. You'll be nice and plush. You know, draw back on some of the items. Let's let's create a let's create a supply squeeze intentionally because we want to make sure we speed this thing up. And then we'll put out the narrative that inflation is picking up. We need to be concerned with this. Because ultimately, you know, in TB, you mentioned this all the time, like the Federal Reserve is literally fighting the fact that the economy, when it was shut down, it's contracting on itself with all these over these debts that are not being paid. So inflation is what they want, but they're having issues getting it just because I, I, I'm of the mindset that the currency has been created, but it's not out there circulating in mass supply. We've had an increase in asset prices due to the creation of all the reserves and currency and stuff like that. But it hasn't never been extremely inflationary, you know what I'm saying, in my opinion. All right, I'm missing calls. All right, let me get these calls. Man, I miss. Okay, I, you guys are calling in tonight. All right, let's get this. Hello, caller. Which name are you calling from? Hey, Mike. It's Lil Cuppers, Corpus Christi. How's LVP. How you doing, my man? Good, good, good. You know, I've been watching your channel, other channels, 
and everybody, like, not on your channel, but on uh-huh. other channels, they're like, well, how are we going to buy and sell with gold and silver? How are we going to do this? How are yeah. we going to do that? You know? I got some ideas, Mike. Go ahead. Give it to us. Look, check it out, man. When you go to the store, like, say, Walmart, any big box store, mm-hmm. it's going to be like a little window, you know, like at a casino where you change your cash for chip, mm-hmm. you know, or they're going to trade it for a debit card, some kind of a debit card. Because when hyperinflation hits, the stores aren't going to be able to keep up with the banking system and mm-hmm. then the dollars and all that kind of crap. They're going to have maybe like a credit or a point system. Mm-hmm. And you're going to give your gold and silver at a little window. They're going to give you a debit card with so many points per coin or gold or ounce, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And these items, they have two prices. They're going to have a price in dollars or whatever the currency is. And then they're going to have a point, how many points yeah. or whatever you want to call it, you know. And that's how it's going to work. Mike. That's what I think. Yeah, and so, like, man, I, I think it'd be hard for me to see corporations accepting gold and silver, you know, directly into their hands because that's a, a, a deliberate confession of the importance of gold and silver as a currency and as a possible store of value because they go they, if they would, they would receive that gold and silver and put it in their vaults type of thing. But I don't think the banking sector, the central banks, the governments want gold and silver to actually be out in the public in people's awareness because people would probably, you know, want that as well. And they don't want us to have real tangible wealth that they can't see track and trace on the blockchain directly. So I don't see them allowing that to happen, but they'll probably come out and say, Bitcoin, we'll take Bitcoin. Like everybody in mama taking Bitcoin and Dogecoin now. And the government, we're being told that the government can't do nothing about it, but do the government actually want to, you know what I'm saying? I don't think they want to, because they need yeah. they need the digital space to succeed in order to execute the CBDC. So if the CBDC, if the Bitcoin blockchain all that stuff was d- disrupted somehow, some way, how in the world can they roll out a Fed coin? It would not happen. Then then what will they do? Issue more paper? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like so they get this. So Bitcoin yeah. has to succeed so the CBDCs can work as well. And then we'll see what's what this is really about when they pull the rug out. I think. Yeah. And it's gonna be interesting, Mike, because once once the dollar hyperinflates and mm-hmm. everybody loses everything, Mike, they're not gonna listen to anything they say, Mike. When your kids are starving, when you lose every single cent you had in the bank or your retirement mm-hmm. for thirty five years of working, I don't think anything the government says or issues, yeah. nobody's gonna listen to it. You know, that's probably when they say gold and silver, and everybody be like, I don't want that, I don't want that. You know, yeah. they'll probably say it on purpose. Yeah. Hey, hey, man, I agree, man. Three thanks for calling in, boss, man. All right, have a great night. Yeah, be good. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where you calling from? Mike, calling from Oakland. How's it going? GB, doing good, my man. How you doing? Uh, not too bad, man. I, I think we've just given these uh, cryptocurrencies too much play, man. <laughs> All, I mean, the dollar is what? Just a, just a, a form of keeping track of, of what you owe me and what I owe you. Yeah. <laughs> the Bitcoin is just a glorified ledger of what what I owe you and what I bought from you and what you owe me. Yeah. So yeah, why and, are we yeah, on this? Yeah, I, 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 yeah you know, it, it, it's beyond me to understand it. And I, I, wa- I want to be optimistic and say that there is something that can disrupt the banking cabal. But yet, it, it, to me, it's like I, I just feel like something is publicly visible and 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 trackable and traceable via the blockchain that's just the door opener for further surveillance down the line 
and and I will be on board with decentralized cryptocurrency assets. I'll be on board if if, if privacy was the first and foremost purpose behind it, where people was unilaterally were excited about a privacy coin first. If Bitcoin was first when it first came out was private and literally couldn't be seen, couldn't be this, couldn't be that, then I would think it's disruptive. But the fact that it's okay because you can see everything, it's like man, like that just still don't sit well with me. You know what I'm saying? To where that's my biggest pet peeve right there. Like it's a, it, you can see everything, and 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 people are excited about transparency. You can verify it on the blockchain. Like, so if you can verify, it, they can too, and they got bigger tech than you. They're pay, governments are paying for analysis companies to see everything to the point where they're gonna be able to track it down to your IP address type of stuff in the future. So, yeah. But, but there, there, there is no, there never has and never will be, never has and never will be any privacy. I, everybody thought Bitcoin was private mm -hmm. until it got on the uh, the CFTC uh, weather or, or uh, CFTC's uh, radar. Mm -hmm. Everybody thought, and the CME bought into it, and now you got to have be a millionaire in order to buy it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's it never has. It's just a one game after another game. We can't get through a crisis without remembering what happened to the last crisis and, yeah. and another one. They keep us all twisted and, and, and turned and bent out of shape until it's time to it's time to pull the trigger. Yeah. Uh, and, and we have a liquidity problem. We don't have a dollar problem. We have a liquidity problem. Yeah. We can't phone up dollars into the economy. And yeah. everybody's on the same page. Everybody wants the dollar. That wow. is not the fact that they don't they don't want the dollar. They they want the dollar mm -hmm. but can't get the dollars. Yeah. That's why China is, is is going the route that they're going because they got shut out of the dollar. Now Russia is going to be shut out of the dollar, and the U.S. is doing this. It ain't it ain't their fault that that this is happening. The U.S. is doing it to them. Mm -hmm. So what does that say about the U.S.? We trying to go on our own. G seven. It's mm -hmm. only G seven. What? There's a G twenty out there that that has a bigger power. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's only G seven that's doing this. Yeah. Oh no, no. I'll go to the other side then. I'm gonna look at the other side. It looks a little better. What you serve me is doo doo on a stick. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh man, hey, brother, I'm like, I appreciate you for calling, man. Good one. <laughs> Be good. Bye. Yeah, man. Okay, so I appreciate everybody for hanging out, man. If you've enjoyed the back and forth, man, and once again, like this is all opinion based. You know, I, I'm just sharing my two cents on it based upon a little bit of wisdom the Lord has given me. So. I could be 100% wrong, but I'll be willing to ride with that. You know what I'm saying? I feel more comfortable riding with what I can hold and feel in my hand, and you guys know what that is. You know what I'm saying? It's that good stuff right there. But real quick, man, I want to touch on this article uh, before I uh, lose my train of thought. And this will be the last article. But today, it was, wasn't it interesting that the Department of Justice recovers most of the Colonial Pipeline's ransom payment to the hackers? Okay, so we talked about this right when it broke. You know, it, it, it was five days set no uh five days six days after the hack occurred we heard about they paid in bitcoin one article said bitcoin one article said privacy coin uh who knows what actually happened but the fact that they recovered some of the ransom so how exactly did you recover you know being paid in cryptocurrency if that was the truth so either the mainstream merit narrative and all the people behind us are lying to us or they're trying to create some panic and fear or this is more of the setup of them trying to utilize the method of payment as a target, as opposed to the actual actors behind it and how it happened. If you really believe it happened, which I don't, this is a part of the setup. This is our, this is, this is, this is the first round of this ransomware scare 
in anticipation for a cyber event to come down the line. But I didn't get a chance to read the article, but it just says close to a month. Uh, the hackers, uh, the equivalent, you know, pay the hackers equivalent of 4.4 million in order to restore services for the massive guy gas line operation. And let me see here. If it mentions says uh, the energy firm decided in early May to pay the Russia based group. So once again, like how do they pinpoint everything in Russia? So here's some clues. Cyber event occurring in July 8th ish time frame. The World Economic Forum is putting together an event. All the big two, two big to fill corporations are participating primarily. Talked about it on Friday in my last little Mike and Mario show. But they're they're designating this group as a Russian based group. So they're going to say Putin is, you know, Putin authorized it. That's what they're going to say. They paid 75 Bitcoin, the equivalent of 4.4 million at the time. On Monday, the Department of Justice announced, Department of Justice announced that 63.7 Bitcoin had been seized. While that represents 85% of the ransom. The value is now 2.3 million due to a fall in cryptocurrencies price. Okay, so how does the Department of Justice seize 6.63.7 Bitcoin? So I get you guys going to see this. It says, so as I mentioned here, so how does the Department of Justice seize 63.7 Bitcoin? And so here's some here's my point. Whether this is to me, this is this is this is not this is a fake story in the fact that. The, the government, Department of Justice, wants to shine some light. They're shining light on this space right here because they want to attack BTC. They want to attack Bitcoin. They want to attack the, attack the decentralized space so that they can come in with some type of government entity and solve the problems because it protects us is what they're going to say. So just read, think about this. They, they seized. How did they seize? So this event is off. It's not real anyway. It's just, this was a staged event, in my personal opinion. And so the fact that they're now telling us that a lot of that funds was recouped how do they go about doing that? It will be the question. And so if there was any real trend, any real Bitcoin and my whole point all along is what hacker in a right mind would would want Bitcoin when it can be tracked and traced all the way to the point of exchange at one of those un unauthorized, no AML, KYC bank uh, exchanges, which is what they're targeting. Actually, they want to alleviate all those. They want to have all transactions going through the regulated exchanges so that they can track and trace because come next year tax time, they're going to ha ask you for more information like a wallet address, all that good stuff like that. So when I saw this event happen, when they said that they paid in Bitcoin, I'm like, yeah, get the hell out of here. Like who robs a bank? As I use the metaphor, who robs a bank and the bag of cash blow up and the die stains all the currency and they keep walking out with the stained currency as if they can do anything with it. They dump that stuff. So if you're going to really hack somebody, you're probably going to do it to where you can try to get away with it. You wouldn't do an openly trackable, traceable source of you know currency. So that's how I know this is all garbage. So this is a setup, people. They're literally trying to attack the whole payment process that was used, which they say was Bitcoin. But we all know it's a damn lie. Or I know. I believe it's a lie. But anyway, so this is just stuff that just this is a setup, man. They're trying to really come in this spring and summer as a part of this whole corporate taxation, as well as the, the new IRS, you know, funds that's being given. And, and as I did that video talking about them using algorithms to help better track and trace transactions, they're coming, to, they're coming for your wallets, people, as I said before. So anyway, uh, man, it's been a long hour plus, man, we got a lot of stuff out tonight, man. So I appreciate everybody for taking time to join us, man. If you enjoyed the back and forth, hit that thumbs up button. Show your support for the channel. 
tune in tomorrow night. I'm going to try to rant less so you guys can call in. I know it's the people show, so I got to let you guys speak. So forgive me if I miss calls because I got, you know, I miss calls right now. I apologize. But I want to keep this within a – the goal is to be 30 to 45, but it's hard because I get carried away. So much stuff be coming to me, so much stuff to cover, man. But anyway, as you guys know, we are in uh, a we're, – we're in a complete dismantling of our country, hands down. We need to pray for those that are – in places of power that the Lord will touch hearts so that those people, politicians, you name it, governors, they can operate from the standpoint of righteousness in regards to what's best for the people, not best for their string or, you know, it, you know, people who control their strings. You know what I'm saying like literally it's not too late for the Lord to turn hearts and for there to be some, some good done out of all this chaos that the enemy is trying to come in to steal, kill and destroy. We know that that was game plan. He's a liar. He's a copycat. He's doing what he has limited time to execute his plan, trying to be the, the go-to the go guy, but he's already lost, and I assume he has to know that, but he's still going to continue to do what he has to do. But anyway, people, let's stay prayed. Let's stay blessed up, and I appreciate you guys for hanging out with me. If you enjoyed the back and forth, hit the thumbs up button. Show your support for the channel. For those that came in late, we cover all types of stuff, so I encourage you to go back and catch it out, catch it all at the beginning. And then I want to make sure I make available for those that are interested in participating and supporting the channel ways to do such. I want to make sure you guys are aware of the Patreon hangout that takes place on Wednesday. Usually won't be this week because uh, I want to definitely uh, I got to we do it every week. But I want to take a week off in between. But anyway, for those that are interested, come a member of Patreon. You can join us face to face and actually you can get more of a chance to get your rant out because you'll be on the screen with me amongst all the other community members. And we have a good little hangout, man. So. Consider becoming a patron member. You can do that. And then also, I'll make sure you're available of the Get Your Weight Up round. For those that are interested, limited edition round, one-of-a-kind piece of artwork. I'm very proud that it come together quite well. It's been a blessing to a lot of people. If you're interested, consider doing that. Link to that is beneath as well. And other than that, people, uh, Discord. Go to Discord right now. Connect over there. Share articles. Share whatever comes across your favorite YouTubers. Put it out there. We did. That's how we educate each other over here. No hate on this side. Everybody here who does great work, but let's, let's lift them up and build them up. So that been the case, people. As I always want to end on a good note, sharing some good news because we all need that. Christ is King, and He is the Lord, and He's coming back sooner than later. And of course, the best part about it is that we now have for those that are believers, we now have a peace of eternity inside of us called the Holy Spirit. And through the Holy Spirit, we're able to get wisdom and guidance so that we can navigate these waters. So we are not alone. We have help. The comforter is with us. I want to make sure I remind you people to be confident in the fact that uh, we're covered by the blood. So I'm very grateful for that. So anyway, for those that are still tuned in, I want to make sure we end on a good note and by offering uh, offering up prayer and basically coming into to agreement upon the fact that we know we need help and let's uh, give it to the Lord and let him do what he has to do to execute, it, execute his will on the earth. So with that being the case, bow your head for a quick second for those that want to join in, get an agreement with me tonight, and let's uh, just, just, just shake heaven up a little bit. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather on this Monday evening. We thank you for your presence in our lives, Father. We ask that you would continue to give us wisdom and insight as to what and how and where you want us to interact and to be a blessing to others so that we can further advance your kingdom here on this earth. Father, we thank you for health. We thank you for all the opportunities that uh, the blessing provides us to be able to get wealth so that we can be a blessing to others. Father, we thank you in advance for all you have done, all you will do today and this summer as you protect and watch over your people in the name of jesus christ amen all right people sweet and simple just that sweet 
give it to the Lord, let him do what he do, because it's not our battle, it's his. And I believe he wants to uh, show up big in our lives. So other than that, people, that's all she wrote. Be blessed, be safe. I will see you guys tomorrow, Lord willing. Peace.